Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media as well as the Sane Asylum Podcast. Make sure you're checking it all out. The Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, and father, of course, of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect Gabriel Sane. Um, he joins us every Friday, and we are grateful for it. A lot to ask you about. Now, we were just talking a lot of Tigers that first segment. You heard some of that. Don't want to start there. I want to start mm-hmm. with Grizzlies with you. You texted me the other day mm-hmm. about this team's record since December 19th. That's when yep. Ja got back. And it's winning percentage since. Yeah. Um, numbers numbers represent the past. They have no indication on the future. You know what I mean? But since since December 19th, which was when John Morant came back, the Grizzlies are, I think the record is 13 and 8, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, John? Yeah, we're going to have to check that. Do you ask it's the wrong 11, man? Is it 11 and 8? John, no, there's I'm, no I'm, joy I'm, I got left it. in this I got season. The no, they're 11, and eight. They're, 11 and 8. they're 11 and 8. They're 11 and 8 since then, right? That is a 58-something percentage, winning percentage, right? If they maintain a 60% winning percentage, they will finish at 41 and 41 on the season. At 10 games below 500, which they are now, if they stay on that pace, they will be – they will have a um, – 41 to 41 record. Like, this is just math. This is just what it is. Now, will that happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because that, they that, won some of those games with Bain and Marcus Smart. Right. And if you mm-hmm. win if you win tonight against Orlando, that gets you to 60. Right? Orlando Magic. So, it's a lot of games left, but I'm just saying. As, as of right now, the Grizzlies are on pace to finish the season 41 and 41 based on their winning percentage since December 19th when Ja came back. Now, is Ja here? No. Is <laughs> just Bain here? No. Is Marcus Smart here? No. But this team is finding weird ways to win games. Weird is right. That you don't think they'd win. And and the way I'm way I'm looking at that whole thing is now am I in favor of that happened? I would love to see that. I don't really actually think that's going to happen. I don't think they're gonna keep that pace up. Uh it's probably gonna drop off, you know, probably fairly soon. But the way I'm looking at it is in five game sets, right? And I wanna say the first five game set was when John first came back and they were four and one. I want to say the second set they were uh, two and three, so you lost the game. You lost the game in, in your foot and whatever. Did they? And they've been three and two in their last the three and two in their last set, and they're two and two right now in this one with the last game. Man, you really been breaking <laughs> this down like Bart you, Torvik, you, you like went, John's you went, guy. You beat Orlando today, and they're they're still at six. They're right back at sixty percent if you win today, and then you're on to the next set. I can't uh, remember. Do what you the really next like? Do you really have energy for that? I, when John first came back, I was into this for real. Because I was oh, like, well, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was I like, yeah, we're going to make the plan. I know, but he, so every now we, again, I'll, we were there. Every now and again, right yeah. But every now and again, I'll look back at him like, crap, they're still at the, they're still at the 60% win percentage. You win tonight, you're right back at it. Now, 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 are the Grizzlies going to do that? I don't think they are. Six-point underdogs tonight. I mean, but and you gotta, they haven't been good at home. And you got to you gotta look at this, too. <clears throat> Desmond Bain is not out for the year. Marcus Smart is not out for the year. You're going to get those two guys back at some point. Brandon Clark is saying he's trying to come back. You're talking about a team that, in essence, could have 
everybody back but John Stephen Adams. But when? I mean, when would those guys? We're talking about March. Like I right? said, I don't think this is gonna happen, bro. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just looking at what's in, what's behind you and what's in front of you, and said, hey, there's, a, I would not, you know, I would not rule out this yeah. team because they're playing good basketball. They are. They are. You know what I mean? Because when you saw like 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 you guys talked about that Miami game, they were trying to win it. Miami had all reason to they try to win. They needed to win. Game. I was yeah. telling John, they yeah, lost you, three straight at that point. You had Bam Adebayo super locked in, trying to stop Jaron. They had a, they definitely had a strategy to take Jaron out of the game, and the Grizzlies still found a way to uh, to beat those guys. So, am I saying it's something that's sustainable? No, I'm just letting people know we're not on pace to fall off the map. Like that's not that's not what they're doing at all. Well, yeah. Vince Williams Jr. is going to be the MVP of this push nah, if no, it does right. happen. That dude's looking like he's going to get most improved players with crap, man. Hey, did you? Did you? This be some other award under most improved, something. like came out of nowhere, dude. Came of the off, year, off right? the two way. Who is this most dude? Most valuable uh, former of the year, two way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Did you like my uh, my comp of Caleb Martin in terms of his role for the Grizzlies for him? Uh, I think he's got more uh, capabilities than Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin kind of fell off this year. Like, well, yeah, but I, I, actually, let's go 2022, Caleb, like last year. Okay. Yeah. Like a guy who, like, you don't necessarily game plan for if you're the opposing defense. But he'll kill you. But he'll come in and he'll, like, give you— It's a you... good comment. I've been trying to figure out, okay, what is—who who are we comparing Vince to? And yeah. I, I couldn't really think of a name. That's not a bad name. But even with Vince, I think Caleb Martin's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, right? I mean, yeah, he's a little—like, Vince a little smaller, but— In, in his size, I can't really think who— like what he is, man. Vince is kind of I mean, small, you know. Like six four. He's six four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's as as wings go, you know, he's on the smaller end. But long wingspan. But I don't. I don't. Yeah. I've been trying to think for a while. Like, who does this game remind me of? Like comparable to his size, and I can't. I can't really think. Of I mean, at this point, I think you have to start sort of start with LeBron and work your way up based yeah, on how he's been playing. You know? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, he's. Uh, I think that look. That's six what, four Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's what. Of, that's what makes the season not lost. Mm-hmm. Is that you've you've identified at least that? Yeah, you know, which is and you know Gigi anything else is gravy. At Gigi this point. has been incredible, and Gigi, well. yeah, I yeah. mean, you've got two potentially, you know, and Gigi, I feel like is a longer sort of horizon, you know, but mm-hmm. I guess they do have to make a choice on him, don't they? What are you talking about with Gigi? Yeah, with this deal because um, they can't. It's not a two year thing, right? Yeah, they don't have to. Not two way control next year, so yeah. they got to decide something. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get something done this year. To get ahead of it, I mm-hmm. think the wise thing to do would be to get converted now, right yeah. to a standard contract. Yeah, if you can find a way around the deadline or um, do something like wave a Derrick Rose or whatever you something, you know, whatever you're going to do, if it push comes to shove, you can't consolidate at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be trying to get Gigi on something similar to what you have uh, Vince on because um, I wouldn't want to screw around with that this summer because that could get. That could get kind of squirrely. There could be a team that's goofy, that's like for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's <laughs> so like, young. Yeah, you know? like okay, I got you. Got this kid who's here. You know, I'll, I'll throw some money at him, and I'll kind of backload the contract. And then it's like, you know, yes, man. It's like I, I could see you got. They're gonna get yeah. that. They, they, that would be a huge mistake. It would. This ain't gonna yeah. be. This ain't. Like, I don't think uh, it'll come to that. But if I was Memphis, I wouldn't screw around. Who I, would, was, I would get it done. This. Who this, was the? This uh, who was the player that Memphis had that was like real ugly, man? He was super ugly. <laughs> But but y'all wanted y'all let him go and y- y'all what was like you talking about, bro? who was it, it Troy something dude was ugly as hell bro what was his name man oh 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 uh 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 um uh, his last name was Wood. Troy Williams is that who it was yeah had a long face a little, yeah little, like Dennis Robin kid or something I know you're talking about yeah. dude dude was dude was ugly as hell had a little ass head and we let him go in like and y'all were like now how could you do this he didn't go nowhere yeah <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it wasn't good, but yeah. But like, this is not. I don't think that nah, this is that situation. Nah, this is this is. A I kid. feel like when you have a 19 year old kid that comes in and like can actually mm-hmm. put up points, you know, mm-hmm. against a team like the, like I was saying earlier this week, like I I don't care that so and so 
you know, put up numbers against the Raptors, dude. That that team is a, a, a husk, okay? It's a it's an exoskeleton of what it used to be. But when you go into Miami and that team's trying to win and it's Rozier's debut and they're mm-hmm. trying to get their season back online and you can do that, okay, now now I'm listening, right? Now I'm like you 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 got something in those two cats, yeah. you know, and so they know that. I mean, and I would say like, I, I I've been critical of this front office. I mean, Zaire Williams is a, a, a waste of space at this yeah. point. But you you make up for that when you identify Vince in the second round. Yeah, GG second round. I mean, I I get way more. That's 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 hitting. Mm-hmm. That's hitting in a way right. that's very hard to do once you get outside that right. top ten. You know, so I feel like. You know, you you evaluate this front office. You yeah, have man. to say they're they're still doing a damn good job. But yeah, I think I think a lot of the criticism that people have, have given them is I think the frustration is fair, but I think the criticism has been kind of misguided because I get that you look at um, and I talked about this the other day too. Like I understand people are frustrated that you didn't you you decided to make to move off of Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, these type of guys, Tyus Jones, whatever, and you didn't you didn't clearly have a replacement. You know, for especially for um, like guys like Cal um, uh, Anderson and, and Melton, like you, you literally got Laravia, Roddy, and Zaire to be those replacements for your wing depth, mm. and, and you you don't have that, so you didn't have that. So I understand the frustration for that. But if you've identified two guys, whether whether it happened because of injuries or because of suspensions or whatever reason it is. You stepped those same people stepped up to the podium and drafted those guys too. You know what I mean? So and you've identified those guys to be two guys that could be great players in your rotation going forward. So I understand the initial frustration, but you have to give uh, Zach Kleiman and company credit for the things the things that they have built over the years. Because when I hear people say things like, "Man, like we don't need a draft pick because these guys, you know, they draft bad anyway." That's just PTSD from like Chris Wallace era, like, but it's just not true. Like we, our front office has been one of the better drafting front offices in the NBA. You know, even if you take Jaron Jackson Jr., which I don't want to take off, off of the equation, but if you take him off, you take Jaw off, because there are other guys you could have picked other than Jaron that would have been awful. Mo Bamba went right after Jaron Jackson Jr., and if you'd have drafted Trey Young, they would have shifted this yeah. organization's total. Projector, you know, because you would have had absolutely. You'd have drafted Trey Young that year. You probably would have drafted RJ Barrett the next year, and you're talking about building this Grizzlies team around Trey Young and RJ Barrett. Congrats, you know what I mean? So, I think that you, I, but even if you take those guys off, right? Mm-hmm. You've got take them off because they're top five picks. Yep. You still got Desmond Bain, which they drafted. They drafted Brandon Clark, who was rookie all rookie first team with John Morant in the same rookie season. You drafted uh, Xavier Tillman, who's a rotation player. You drafted Santi Aldama. You drafted uh, Gigi Jackson. You drafted Vince Williams. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. That's right. Like, those are guys, they drafted them. You know what I mean? Yep. And how many teams have that many draft hits, period? Yep. A lot of people like to praise Oklahoma City Thunder. They drafted a lot of bums on their team, man. That, that uh, What was the kid's name? It was Poku or somebody, the super skinny kid. Yeah, I mean. Terrible. Then the kid that they, uh, that they traded with us when we got Brandon Clark. The uh the tall, like six nine, six ten wing they had. You remember that dude? They they wanted him instead of Brandon Clark. Uh, I can't remember his name for nothing. But they drafted they've drafted they've had a lot of misses in Oklahoma City. That's they, the team that gets praised a lot. Well, I mean, some hits. They had some hits, but they had a crap load of misses too. I I I'll say this. You're right. I wish the Grizzlies hit as much as the Thunder have hit. Who are you talking about? He thinks the Grizzlies have hit more than the Thunder. Is what it sounds like the argument. I mean, I mean, you got the Williams brothers. Right, they're not brothers, but one of them dudes is good, bro. I would say they're. I would say they're both quality players. 
I mean, we could argue about the— Yeah, both of them are hits, but it's not like is Lou Dort. They drafted him? I think so. I thought he— Okay, all right. right that, that team is—they're good, but I'm not acting like they're not good. But we've got we've got two all-stars on this team already. Desmond Bain is an all-star level player. Yeah, I, I think I just think the Thunder are not the and team they've had I a million like. first-round picks. I'm, well, yeah. I'm going to the top because I'm like you can't criticize climbing. Okay, okay. If you're okay. saying the Thunder right. are the best, I mean, right. how yeah, far yeah, yeah. if you're saying, how far the Grizzlies? You're are saying well, how big, the yeah. gap's not that wide is what yeah, you're saying. I mean, I mean, look, if the Grizzlies actually would have hit on number ten, I would agree with you, right? I mean, exactly. that's, that's the only one that they you could say that they really actually screwed up on. But what I'm saying is nobody's perfect, bro. hundred percent. Uh, all, all the praise you have for the Thunder, they've yes. had some. Now, now, Chris Wallace was abysmal. Yeah. I mean, he was – that front office was yeah. b- bad at mm-hmm. it. You know, like, I think if you hit 45% of the time, that's a good clip. Right. That's just my opinion, w- you know. W- what about Taylor Jenkins? Does he deserve credit? You've talked about the front office. It certainly um, does the GG, especially Vince and what they've done. How about Taylor Jenkins? At the criticism that I, that I had for Taylor Jenkins at the beginning of the season is still there. Um, because I look, when you look at a game like we just won against Miami, we look like a totally different team now than we did against Miami. And in that game against Miami, I'm not sure about Vince Williams, but I know Gigi Jackson was just sitting there looking at the game. And I, I don't think Vince was playing too much in that game either. And that, that team back then had Marcus Smart on it, had Luke Kennard on it, those type of guys. And I just think at the beginning of the season, it's a lot of goofy stuff going on with Taylor Jenkins as far as his decision-making. But also, I talked about this. I don't know where I was talking. I talk to a lot of places these days, but I can't remember where I, where I was saying is that. But... Um, one thing about Taylor Jenkins, I've never been sure how much free will he has as a coach. Like, I, I'm not really sure how often he comes into a game saying, you know what, I'm going to play the hell out of Zaire Williams because I think he's better than whoever. I'm going to play Jake LaRavio because I, I really think that kid's good. Or, man, I just saw Vince Williams go head up against the Boston Celtics. I'm not going to play him at all the next game. I don't think that's how his brain works. I don't think he's, I don't think he's that bad of a coach, man. I think that he's kind of coaching against the other team. And also coaching against some of the politics and the directions, directives of the front office. I think that he kind of has to deal with some of that stuff too. So I don't. A lot of times I don't really know, like who I'm getting, who what I'm. Am I, am I mad at the politics of the NBA? Am I mad because Taylor Jenkins really is not that good of a coach? I don't. I don't really know what, who to point my frustration at with some of this stuff because I'm not sure how much stuff he's doing just solely out of yeah. This is what I think is the best thing to do. So that, but, I've I, always been like that with him. Wow, well, just. Uh, I know at one time we had the conversation that you I don't know if you 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 qualified it as good coaches or great coaches but they they do more with less. Mm. I mean you're down nine injured players against that Miami game and I realize maybe the you know rotation questions mm. with what you had right. but does that not I mean is that not what you were saying is the quality right. of a good coach in terms well, of what really what they've been doing the last you know last couple of weeks right. really especially in these wins is that not some of what you were looking right. for of from course, them but I can't I can't take back how things were looking twenty in the first twenty five games of the season when like but how much further does that get you along? What three four more wins and to a to a play in run look that at, ain't gonna get you at, anything anyway because the injuries. Look at how they're playing now. Not not to say that I care one way or another yeah. how the season played out, but we're talking strictly about what I think about Taylor Jenkins as a coach. He's late to everything. <laughs> like he and I, like I said, I don't know how much of that is okay. I'm just late to everything, or hey, I got to deal with they want us to play Zaire or they want us to do this or whatever. I don't know how much it is it's just his free will coaching or his free will thought, pro- thought process, but I can't take back the same stuff I was frustrated about back then. I still feel that way about the stuff that I was frustrated about back then. Now, is he doing a better job now? Yes, because he's, he's like, all right, this Scottie Pippen Jr. kid can play a little bit. All right, go mm-hmm. play. You know what I mean? Oh, Gigi Jackson's terrible with Zaire. Okay, Zaire, come sit down. 
Because I think that GG kid can play. Like, you see moments like that where he keeps basketball simple. Then you see moments where he's closing or he starts with just these ridiculous lineups and he's rotating guys out too long, taking guys out when they're playing well, doesn't really know how to handle Jaren's fouling situations. It's like, dude, you, you have that version of him. Then you have a version of him who's able to go against one of the goats of all time in, in Miami and, and outdo him with, you know, a superstar in the roster. Down. So it's like, I don't really know. I honestly don't know what Taylor Jenkins is, man. If if I look up, if I look up in a couple of years when this roster is – you know, matured when the, when Jaron Jardez are right. grown ass men out there. If I look up and Taylor Jenkins there, I'd be surprised if he's there when they really get to the, the point where they're trying to win. The top, right? I still question. But I'm that. also like, I wouldn't be. I don't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Because I'm like, all right. Because I don't really know what he does. I don't really know if how much of what he does is him, or he's just kind of following instructions. There may be a version of him. He might be the guy that can go against Eric Spoelstra and, and and beat him with whoever. He might be the dude who's out there. Playing the politics game, so I, I don't really know what he is, man. And, and, and for the people who say, because you, I've had, I've been critical of him, but you never hear me say, "Hey, hey they need to fire Taylor Jenkins." No, mm-hmm. I just I right. thought he's earned back some equity <laughs> right. for and, those and, that were critical early on this right. season. I thought he's earned some of that. I ain't gonna back. say that because the stuff that I was upset about is still there. It's still, it's still, but it's still happening. You know sure. what I mean? We're talking about fifty games to the season. It was stuff when Ja was here that I totally didn't understand he was doing. We were full strength. But uh, the thing about that is one of the reasons why you won't hear me talking about firing him. It's like, okay, he seems to be – that organization seems to be an organization where the front office has hands on on-court decisions mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm like, if they let go of Taylor Jenkins, they're just going to hire Baylor Jenkins. It's not going to be like – it's not going to be freaking uh, Tyrone Lewis or somebody. It's not going to be somebody who's got – Right, right, right. You know, who, who's just – I'm going to hand you the team and you go do what you do with it. It's not going to be that type of situation either. Right. It's going to be somebody else's fourth assistant on their bench. It'll be like Darko, right? Really? For, for, <laughs> for, for, It'll be some for, dude, yeah. For a core that's gotten older, you really think John, Jaron, and Bane would be down though. with that? They're, they're that's, gonna, that's, that's their influence think, is only going to get stronger, right? right? That's why I think, your, yeah, that's why I think Taylor might hang around because I'm like, if they if if this if they say okay if things aren't looking good with Taylor Jenkins in the future when you've got this team and Gigi Jackson's an animal and Vince Williams is like whatever we think he can be and you know you got this team that's just young and good and, and they're ready to go they're ready they're mature and they're ready to, you know to compete for a championship if they say okay Taylor's not the guy who are they going to hire that they because you're not going to hire somebody that you still have those type of hands on like you're still able to kind of mold and construct them on what they do. Like, nobody's going to go for that. So it's good. that's another interesting question. Like, you pose an interesting question like, how does Jaron's next contract look here? You know what I mean? Yeah. That coaching situation is, is going to be interesting as well because this front office has never – they've only had one coach, and this is a guy who came in. They picked a guy that was a new coach, mm-hmm. and all of them came in together. What would, what would replacing him as a coach even look like? Statistics say that he's not going to be the coach when he, when that uh, thing when, when they get to that point. Absolutely, most of that, those guys just don't make it. Like you, you whatever guy started with these young teams, mm-hmm. he's not there I when he wins championship. You. Like that mm-hmm. rarely has happened, bro. It Very rarely has happened. And I can't I can't think of one example. Like we talk about Spoelstra, who survived mm-hmm. several versions of Miami. But when he first got to Miami, that was the heels, bro. It went like exactly right. It went like he just got a young team of kids exactly and like right. groomed them to the championship. That's like, right. Like what we're what we're envisioning for Taylor Jenkins. Everybody gets fired. Yeah, you just don't see that. Everybody man. gets fired. But, but the thing is, what would that even look like when it's time to hire that guy? Based on the style that we obviously see that these guys. It would guys look like, like it always looks. I got a question for you too, John, as well. Uh, my man Daniel Greer from Bluff City Media, host of Greer's Nine on One, the best post game experience. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies after the games, he told me to ask you: Are you aware of the uh, doppelganger situation with yourself? No, 
who was my doppelganger? There's a. Uh, <laughs> is there somebody out here impersonating yeah, no, me, bro? Okay. No, there's a. Uh, it's a guy. He's part of Bluff City Media named Nathan Quarles. Okay. And when he does the show, he literally looks just like you, bro. Okay. To the point I was what's, like, okay, what, where did y'all get this fake ass John Martin? What, what's it? What's he all about? What's uh, his? What's his gimmick, man? What's, I want to say y'all. Y'all might be about the same age, because I think Nate is younger than us. Okay. But his Twitter is M-E-M Grizz Homer. <laughs> That's just like a troll name. Like, he made up, like, this fake super troll Twitter account. Okay. I don't know if he has any pictures of us, but I'll send you a clip of Grizz 901. Okay. He's 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 in Salt Lake City. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of embraced I'm a fake John Martin. Oh, really? He, bro, he looks like he looks like somebody I got to explain to do for real. But y'all look that much alike, especially when he does... I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at his, uh, his his Twitter bio here, avid snowboarder. <laughs> like, it's just not quite, I don't think it's like, you know. Fam, I'm telling you. We might have different, uh, you know, he moms does, or something. He does the whole uh, U of M, like, sports trolling thing, too. Oh, like, uh, okay. I'm telling you, bro. I'm All right, I'll look into this. Y'all, see he, if we're related. He's not intentionally trying to be you, but he, he does own that, that y'all look alike. Okay. All right. I, I'm not, I was not aware of this. This is the first time it's come to my attention, Jason. Mm-hmm. I will be looking into this. Oh, <laughs> uh, me too. I does he, does, he, does he visit? Same amount of referenced it, but I don't think I ever Does he visit Torvik.com? Because mm-hmm. that's going to be the. to be buried in that. That's going to be the telltale you. sign if he's really, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my guy. So yeah, I Dude, appreciate it. I'm gonna look into it. How, how screwed up is the uh, the All Star voting process? I love love the Grizzlies, but there's no way Bismack <laughs> Biombo, uh, Bismack okay, Biombo, yeah, should have three player votes. Oh, uh, it's wild, man. Because I think Santi got like seven of them. Santi got eleven votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Stephen it's, Adams got seven. He hadn't played all year. All. Tillman got six. Vince Williams right. got one. It's just they're, they're players yeah. who obviously are not taking this seriously whatsoever. It is. I think they need to do something different. I to don't shake know, it man. up. I, but didn't they try? At the end of we're talking about like a, we're talking about an exhibition game. I mean, I know some guys' contracts have to do with this. So I might take that back. But you look at a guy like Jalen Brunson, who's had an incredible year. Look at me knowing the name of the point guard for the New York. How Knicks. about that? But uh, I'm gonna get a ding and done for that, Brett. He got I, it. I work well. He got Jalen. There you go. Point guard for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson. You look at the season he's having, right? And it's like yeah. if guys probably was, were taking a more serious, more serious about this, mm-hmm. Brunson possibly would have been a starter, but. When you see people voting for Santi Aldama and Steven Adams, it's like, all right, you guys probably Bismack got three. And and I hate to give I hate to give power to I don't know. I don't I mean then if you say the fan votes, right? Like, okay. We'll screw I, it up too though. I don't feel bad about it because I'm like, bro, you're the point guard for the New York Knickerbockers, bro, the largest market in the NBA. I don't like if 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 you're not the one of the leading vote getters, I mean, I don't feel bad for you, but it's 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 a whole it's a really interesting situation because like that that stuff should be they put so much focus into trying to refine ways to make the fan voting right. better. They need to do something with yeah, it's maybe still they off. should have a a committee that does it or maybe they shouldn't open up to all the players. I don't know, man. What, what, I don't know. What do y'all think? How do y'all think? I'm not sure. We've tried it. Different mm-hmm. percentages, mm-hmm. media, fans. Yeah. You can't give it all to one. Doesn't seem like that's that, right. We de- you can't do that. So yeah. it's, it's, it, no matter what you do, right? Well, maybe I mean, maybe the players. Should only be able to vote for people that are in the voting top twenty or something. Yeah, just give them a pool of yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, actually, yeah. that seems smart. You give them a pool of guys that are yeah. You got to be in the in you gotta, some pool. You got to finish in the together. top twenty and voting, and now you vote on these guys. Or maybe something like that. Maybe that could work to eliminate just garbage votes or whatever. But, yeah. How about the uh, in terms of Miami and the move they made for Rozier? That doesn't push them up into a top three. Or am I being naive? We uh, just saw Miami make a run last year, and they could do the same. Man, thing. Who knows with Miami, bro? Like you said, when it comes to playoff time, Jimmy Butler. You know, taps into his 
Jordan DNA. And just, Did you like the move? Uh, it's fine. Like I, I like Rozier pretty good. There's a lot of rumors that he was about to get moved. Miami constantly makes these shrewd type moves like that, where they just you know trade off some random first round pick ten years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, it's just kind of what they do. Pat Riley's like, man, I'll probably be dead by the time they pick. Like I don't care, man. Like uh, you know, that's his whole you know way of thinking. Um, I think it's good for them. That team just whatever you think they are, man. Now. They turn into a totally different team. You're right. Playoffs. So examining them now, probably yeah. a fruitless it, exercise. It, it, what, what about moving on from Griffin? What about that whole Milwaukee deal man, and what went down crazy. there? Yeah, I've told people Gotta for get long. Your but on. you saw how they responded. I mean, up folks were doing the damn gritty <laughs> <and> hunter, <laughs> the game after. I mean, they couldn't like, wait to get out there. The man, man, exactly. Um, I'll say this, and I've I've kind of said this off the record a lot of times. I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a lot more unhinged than people think he is. I think he kind of plays this. Especially the fact that he kind of speaks broken English and all these type of things, I think he just kind of plays this little role. Like, oh man, I'm I'm just a dude happy to be in the NBA. I don't know. Yeah, like no, nah, I didn't man. know. Like I think you're full of crap, man. He did it again <laughs> and, with this. And when we I, saw uh, exactly when we saw the uh, like okay, like the fact that I'll just give you some exhibit A through probably maybe C for how I think Giannis is crazy. A was. The Mike Dunleavy thing, when he chased down Mike Dunleavy. Oh, I remember it. He hit him with the, oh, I just saw that the other day, Lunatic. too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Lunatic, He right? bashed him, too. Right. Um, this is just stuff that was public, right? So then it's like, we call LeBron the GM. Then we saw Giannis in the All-Star game, you know, pick Dame and then say, there's a guy he could play with, it'd be Dame. And then Dame's on the team. Oh, oh I didn't know. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. That's number two. Number three. This stuff with this game ball, like yeah, he, he, when he went crazy yeah, for the game forgot. ball. I think he forgot, man. He just he, mm-hmm. he 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 got off the he got off the matrix on that one for sure. So I think Giannis is a lot. I think he's more of a. There are people that I call lotso bears in the world. Who I don't know if you guys have seen. You you guys are parents. I don't know. I don't That's know. If Toy you, Story. Toy Story three. Yeah, Look at the, you, the, yeah. The Look purple, at you, man. Yeah. The purple. I, I did not get the reference. Okay. Went over my head. Lasso Bear was this super nice bear, right? Like when. when <laughs> oh, was is like, that the evil one? Yeah, the he one was like the triple? leader of the misfit toys, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everybody likes it. We gas like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, like, we like to hug around here and all that type of stuff, right? But as soon as the the people leave and the lights go out, he's like this slave master. You know what I mean? He's like. A lunatic, and I kind of think that's who Giannis is. That's bro. crazy, bro. I think Giannis. I mean, is, that's is a crazy, crazy thing to say, right? But, and I, I mean, think I think Giannis literally walked into a room and was like, "In broken English, oh, he got to get out of here and fire him." Like I think he's. I, I can see that. I've heard stuff. About, I've heard stuff off the record about him as far as like, yeah. like stuff he said about players. Maybe, like, yeah, yeah, like get that dude off the roster type stuff, and it mm-hmm. happened. You know what I mean? And then his brother's like, <laughs> he's got his brother. You, he's, you know, he's got his brother out here doing this thing too. So yeah, I think Giannis has a lot more. Control of the stuff over there than, than, than he wants us to. Yeah, play. that's an interesting theory. But I you, mean, did you see my boy Nathan Quarles? Though? I did. I saw him. Yeah, I can definitely understand the 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 um, the allegations. There's yeah. no question about it. I mean, it's you know, there's some there's some favorings for for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's some definitely. Wow, that kind of messed me up a little bit. There is some. You, favoring. you thought that was me? That was actually <laughs> worth stopping. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. That dude does look like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what can you do? Congrats. Now, did you see uh, Rob Doster's? Uh, Predictions for the t- yeah, yeah, stupid man. That seems it comes off like straight up clickbait. No, wait, he's talking about a different. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't that's get his, this extremes. That's, that's his this. eight teams. He's got to, that can win the championship. So who is the one who's saying that they're not going at all? That's just that's Goodman, right? Bob. No, that well, that's I think Goodman, Goodman, Goodman. Actually, people don't realize this. He wrote a story for the Messenger yesterday where he's got Memphis as a buy. He thinks Memphis will actually win the AAC. So he's whiplashing. I don't know where he's at. Man, given yeah, you didn't know. you just have a daily Memphis? Wasn't he just saying that? That was an else? overreaction segment. Uh, that was not like a. Um, 
I actually believe this. But yeah. it made news Green, here. Green the newspaper we headlines back. about it, yeah, right? Yeah, it did. Bringing right. newspaper back and this clickbait stuff is just exhausting at this point, man. These, you don't know what's real. You don't know what people think about anything. They I know. Just say whatever just to get fan base. No, that's a, get I mean, this fan base fired. That's real. Up. That is a hundred percent real in the world that we live in today. You know. And, and, and look, I mean, L.A. Times laid off 115 people. Mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated doesn't exist anymore as we right. know it. You know, the time for patient, um, you know, slow-burning journalism where you report and you do these things, yeah. it's over. It's gone. It's over. You, everybody just says something to get a, demo, a certain Engagement. demographic to engage, and then it. that gets somebody else engaged, and it's just a bunch of It's exhaustive, man. And, I mean, we're in the machine, you know, but it's exhaustive to right. have to have, you know. Right. The only way that any, anything I say is going to register right. is if I come on here and I say, uh, Michigan State sucks, and Tom Izzo's, the game's passed right. him by. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, do I believe that? I mean, no. Right. But if I say, I think they're going to be fine, you know, just give it time. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that. Right. Because have, have you seen how um, – you know, Twitter is monetized now, right? You can, yes. Your Twitter account can easily, you can easily make money off of Twitter. And you just see some of the most, you just see some of the goofiest posts now <clears throat> just to try to get engagements. <clears throat> it's just like people pandering to a certain fan base or a certain way of thinking. And it's like, man, this is, like, get me out of this, man. <laughs> like, it's, we just live in, in strange times when it comes down to that type of stuff, for sure. Uh, before we get you out of here, make sure, tell me about the Sane Asylum podcast. And that's because I've seen you told, yeah. tell people, this ain't sports. Yeah. What, what are you What are you doing with that podcast? Uh, this Sunday at eight on all of your your major social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I'll do a live streaming podcast with me and a um, a group of my friends, man. And our tagline is that we are is positively unhinged. That we will be. It's going to be a positive spin on a lot of things that people debate about. Um, not a lot of finger pointing. Well, it's going to be fun, entertaining, of course. But it'll be. We want to have some semi serious conversations about things. Uh, of course, it's gonna be comedic. Anything I put on is gonna be it's gonna have a comedic edge to it. But it's just it's just me and a group of uh, nice little cast of characters I'll have with me. Uh, some of the people, if you know me from sports, some of these names will be familiar. Some of the people may not. But it's gonna be a good show, man. We're gonna we're gonna kick that off each and every Sunday at eight. It'll be a live streaming show on uh, social media platform. There you go. Make sure you're locked in. Absolutely. Same. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Thanks for coming in, man. He is Anthony Sane.